It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to Lighthouse Faith Podcast, where we are moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book, Lighthouse Faith. Well, the Holy Spirit is that uh, elusive third member of the Trinity, of Father, Son, and Spirit. Elusive because if you were asked, who is the Holy Spirit? Would you know? And would you know what he actually does? The Bible talks about the Holy Spirit having power. So what is this power? Now, the weariness of life seems to kind of overwhelm us at times. You know, there's a weakness about the human soul that makes it hard to tackle even the simplest of tasks uh, when we are tired, stressed, overextended, um, and which seems to be a constant state these days. God's word says, when I am weak, then I am strong. Um, how is that possible? Is it just one of the, you know, the many quizzical phrases that seem really counterintuitive? Here's a thought. Could our weakness be the thing that allows the Holy Spirit to show us his power? Um, I don't have the answer to that, but I know who does. Uh, Pastor Max Lucado, always a voice of spiritual strength, who seems to know what the world needs when it needs it. And he joins me now to talk about his book, The Help is Here, Finding Fresh Strength and Purpose in the Power of the Holy Spirit. Welcome, Pastor Max. Oh, it's it's always a treat to hear your voice. It's such a comforting, comforting voice, Uh, well, that's what uh, I say about thank, you. Thank you for, <laughs> well, well, thank you. Thank you. It's it's really a joy to talk to you. You know what's really striking about you, Pastor Max, and I know you don't like talking about yourself that much, but it's it's that you truly care about people. I mean, your writing really feels like, you know, you're talking to each person. Um, how do you do that? Well, I, I, that's very kind of you to say that. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm a, we've, we've talked before. I'm an, I'm an old converted drunk. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm a saved sinner and, uh, I, I've, I find it easy to remember that when I'm talking to people. And, uh, I know some people, some pastors struggle with, with feeling superior or judgmental toward others. I struggle with other things, Mm -hmm. but I've never really struggled with that. I mean, I can, I can say there, but for the grace of God, go I in every situation because my life was a mess. Uh, my train was running off the track. I was six pack a night kid, wow. and it 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 uh, it's by God's grace. It truly is. Uh, I sometimes think, what would have happened to me had God not uh, stepped in, gotten my attention? I know I would have gone through several marriages by now. I mean, I'm. I would have been a jerk. I, I was very disrespectful mm-hmm. of authority. Uh, I got in a lot of fights. And like I say, I drank all the time. So I was just your prototypical bum. And, uh, <laughs> and, and to think that the Lord would use me all these years later, I'm healthy. i am got a great marriage and three wonderful daughters and two beautiful grandchildren and a beautiful church where I've served uh, for well over 30 years. So it's it's um, I'm a te- I'm a poster child to God's goodness. Wow, you know it's just you. If anybody met you 
um, on the street or just met you now, um, you know, they would have filled in the blanks of your history thinking, oh, he must have been raised in the church. He never did anything wrong. He was always one of these, you know, upright, you know, do the yeah. right thing kind of. And it just hold this whole, you've destroyed that image, of course, now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should have been. I mean, I had great parents. And and they took me to church. I just fell in with the wrong crowd. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and I did what a lot of kids do, or young people. I'm not. I wasn't a kid. I was in my twenties. I, I felt like I had to always prove myself, mm-hmm. and 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 I couldn't stand up against the peer pressure. And so I I just got I just the one thing that that's a blessing. I never got into drugs. Yeah. I was a heavy drinker but I never got into drugs. And so I'm very grateful for that. Cause I, I, I think, I, I think I could have uh, really messed things up if I'd gotten into some, you know, into that world. You know, we're talking about, you know, like the Holy spirit. I mean, you've written like tons of books and they've sold like what 95 million books you've sold. So you really know how to speak to people and, and you know how to flesh out a story and you also know how to see God in the everyday, just to see the strength of God. Like there's nothing really out of God's purview. I mean, it's just simply we live in his world. You know, he doesn't live in ours. I mean, he does live in ours, but, he, you know, we don't own yeah, this world. Yeah. He is the authority in this world. But you have this ability to really see um, in the everyday struggles of life how that applies to God working in our life and how we can kind of make these sort of mini sermons out of everyday life, you know? I mean, I just yeah, think that's well, amazing. Well, again, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very grateful. You it's know, just a, it's a tough time we're living in and we need that strength, don't we? It is. And, you know, this is the thing about the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, at church, you know, there's a doxology that says Holy Father, Son, and Spirit, Holy Communion, three mm-hmm. in one. And we get the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit is just a little bit out there. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who is the Holy Spirit? Who is this yeah, Holy Spirit? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. That's a very direct and, and, and fundamental question. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the presence of God uh, executing the will of God uh, in our lives today. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything that that God the Father and God the Son desire is right now being executed or, or accomplished uh, through the through the unseen presence of the Holy Spirit. the the, Ho- the Holy Spirit uh, cannot be contained, and truly the Holy Spirit cannot be explained, which is important for those of us who try to explain right. the Holy Spirit, <laughs> you know, to, to just acknowledge at the outset, I mean, you'll more quickly capture the Pacific in a, in a matchbox, <laughs> then you'll explain the Holy Spirit. So, so everything we attempt to do is just an attempt, but the Holy Spirit is so massive and powerful and beautiful that, that nobody will ever, uh, explain him appropriately. You know, uh, yeah, but yeah. Go we ahead. try. We try. We, no, no, no. You go. I know. I was just saying is that you know I heard talk about in the Holy Spirit and saying you know don't think of the Holy Spirit as this sort of impersonal force. You know, like the force be with you kind of thing. Exactly. You know, the Bible yeah, talks about the Holy Spirit as a person. As a person, as Jesus did that, and and Jesus was careful to give us good language on the night before the crucifixion. Uh, 
in his final conversation with his followers, he, he told them, unless I leave the comforter, uh, the Greek phrase there is really helpful. Mm-hmm. It's called paraclete. Mm. Para means alongside. Clete means comfort or strengthen. So yeah. the one who comes alongside to encourage us, uh, the, the paraclete cannot come. Now, some, some Bibles translate that word as comforter, some as advocate, Mm-hmm. Some is counselor, but they're all the same idea. And, and that is what Jesus did with his followers in Galilee in a physical body. The Holy Spirit does right now in the lives of his followers, except that he is unbound by a physical body. Mm. And uh, when, when you said yes to him, he said yes to you. And your, his work in your life does not depend upon your understanding of him. Uh, he, he has made a covenant to help you and to strengthen you. And whenever you pass through a tough time, whenever you're struggling with relationships or questions, you have right there the power. You, you have what the apostle Peter had in the presence of Jesus. You know, the apostle Peter could turn and talk to Jesus. Hmm. You can turn and talk to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's a bit more mystical. It's, 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 uh, we're, we're unaccustomed, especially in our secularized right, Western right. culture to, 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 trusting in an invisible unseen power but uh it's an adventure yeah and a wonderful adventure it is it just, it, this is an, i want to we're talking about the holy spirit because we've got to really flesh this out one of the things that you know you get a lot of criticism about christianity people especially people who don't understand christianity at all this idea of the trinity the father son and holy spirit and one of the things it sounds like is that there are you know there are three gods and so there's, you know, I think that the idea is, you know, you've got to explain there's not like, you know, three pers- there's not three gods. It's mm-hmm. one God, one and three persons. Or mm-hmm. if I got that right, if I got that right, yeah, one God exactly. and three persons the, the, exactly. of the same God. There are yeah. not, you know, three people who have different powers. It's one God and three persons, one exactly. being. And, and, you know, and you talk about, you know, it's, it's easier to grasp there get the ocean in a matchbox <laughs> it's like that on that level that's hard too the idea of yeah. one god three persons and aren't we happy that it's hard isn't that a great thing you know if 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 our god could be quickly contained and explained then our god would be equal to us uh we need a god who who whose very identity stretches us because we have problems that are greater than we are. We have struggles that are greater than we are. And so I, I find it encouraging when I come to the end of my ability to understand. Uh, I, I find it encouraging that I have a God who in some ways cannot be understood. Because we need that size of a God. I was reading last week uh, a, a commentator's response to these amazing pictures oh, that yes. are coming in from the Webb. Yeah, telescope. the James Webb Telescope. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. He had the most interesting and, to be honest, sad reaction. He said, watching those pictures made me feel so small <laughs> that I just want to go sit and, and binge on Netflix. That's what he said. Wow. And I, my, my thought was just the opposite. I thought, 
man, my God is so big. Yeah. Then, then, then I can go to him. If he can create this endless universe, then I think he can handle the deadlines I'm facing this week. And so, uh, uh, understanding the immensity of God is so important. Uh, it, 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 it may make us feel small, but that's okay. Yeah. We have a big God who will help us. You know, that's the thing. How Then how does the Holy Spirit help us? How does the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit strengthen us? And because, you know, the Bible talks about our, our bodies as temples of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, good, good. You know, well, yeah, how does absolutely. the Holy Spirit help us? Yeah, well, first of all, a person receives the Holy Spirit when they say yes to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. uh, because the Holy Spirit is bullish on Jesus. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal Jesus to those who seek him. And so a person might say, well, I don't know if the Holy Spirit is in me. Mm-hmm. And the answer to that is, if you say yes to Christ, the Holy Spirit takes up residence within you. Uh And so you can believe that by faith. And then the Holy Spirit begins to work within you, to change you, and to strengthen you. The the, the book that I wrote, I I looked at the metaphors of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I found well over a dozen, but I limited it to a (laughs) dozen. Uh, Metaphors like wind, like fire, like anointing oil. Oh. And all of these tell us different things that the Holy Spirit does, like the wind metaphor. Jesus said that he comes like the wind from where he comes. We do not know where he's going. We do not know. And so what I do in response to that is I raise my sail. I say, Lord, then if you were <laughs> the wind, then I'm just, I'm going to raise my sail. That's that's prayer. That's prayer. Say, Lord, I, I'm going to trust you to be the strength uh, in my to strength for this struggle that I'm going through. And so when we ask the question, what does the Holy Spirit do? I think we can find a variety of answers. One of my favorite, if you'll allow, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's an intercessor. The Bible oh. describes him as an advocate or intercessor. He's the one who speaks up in behalf or on behalf of those of us who don't know how, how even to pray. The Apostle Paul, when he said this, he said, you know, we don't know how to pray as we ought to. And I was so glad that Paul said that yeah. because I, I don't. Sometimes I don't know. I say, Lord, what do I even ask for in this circumstance? Right. So the Holy Spirit takes my groanings. That's what the Bible says, my groanings, uh, the groanings of a, you know, a person who's depressed or a person who's battling alcoholism, the person whose family is falling apart. We, could, we don't even know how to turn that into a prayer. We groan. And the Holy Spirit takes those groans and turns them into language uh, worthy of being heard in heaven. What a gift that is. Wow. This means that the power of prayer doesn't depend upon the eloquence of my prayers, but upon the tenderness of our Heavenly Father to hear the prayers. So that's just an example of the kind of gifts that the Holy Spirit brings to those of us who, who have received him. You know, the, uh, the Bible also talks about how it is, even though the Holy Spirit does many things. Um, and actually, before I begin on that, I think I'm going to go, let's go to a break right now, and I'll be right back uh, talking with Max Lucado because I, want, I don't want to, like, take any, uh, break this thought yeah. down. So we'll be right back with Max Lucado. 
From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Okay, we're back in uh, at Lighthouse Faith Podcast talking with Pastor Max Lucade, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit and talking about what the Holy Spirit actually does. But one of the things the Bible warns against is do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. How do we yeah. grieve the Holy yeah. Spirit? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a reminder, by the way, that the Holy Spirit is a person. Uh, thank you for calling the Holy Spirit a person, because a person can be grieved or quenched uh, or ignored. Mm-hmm. And so when we, when we grieve the Holy Spirit, we simply disobey uh, what he tells us to do. Mm. Uh, we, we, we sadden him. You know, I, mm-hmm. I grieve. I have grieved the Holy Spirit in the last 24 hours. I'm very confident of that. Uh, my thought process goes into more anxiety than trust. And then I just sense the Holy Spirit saying, why don't you trust me? Or why don't you lean on me? Or why don't you believe in me or obey me? Mm-hmm. Obey me. Uh, now, sometimes we, we struggle to perceive the direction the Holy Spirit wants us to go. And uh, we have the Bible. That's the primary tool of the Holy Spirit. He speaks to us through Scripture, but he also speaks to us through impulse. Uh, As we grow in our our faith, we sense a a nudging or an urging or a direction. Uh, Some people might call that their conscience. Mm -hmm. Conscience. Well, that's the question, too, though. It's like, how do you uh tell the difference between the Holy Spirit nudging you and yes, your sort of yeah. sinful kind of, you know, yeah, I, you yeah. know, fleshly self, you know, urging right. you. And, and I'm not saying it's always easy, but he, he, one thing is for sure, the the nudging of the spirit will never contradict the teachings of Scripture. Mm-hmm. The, the, the nudging of Scripture, you, you know, if, if I feel a nudging in my heart to commit adultery, well, that's <laughs> not from the Holy Spirit. No. <laughs> because, because the Scripture... You know, it says one man, one woman for life. And so uh, I, 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 I have to submit to Scripture. But if I feel a nudging in my heart to forgive somebody who's hard to forgive, then odds are that's the Holy Spirit saying, come on, Max, you know, give the grace you've been given. Uh, and, and so when I feel the nudge, I, I compare it with Scripture. And then also, I think the third way the Spirit speaks to us is just through saints, through friends like you, people mm-hmm. who walk with the Lord. None of us have cracked the code. None of us have got it figured out. But there's there's always a mentor or a pastor or a priest or a friend, a neighbor, mm-hmm. s- somebody we can bounce things off of. And uh, and and when 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 what they say aligns with what we feel. And what we read, then we have a pretty good idea. That's the direction we need to be going. You know, I heard something that I think kind of defined the the immense power and presence of the Holy Spirit and just saying that the Holy Spirit essentially is the author of, of the Bible, is scripture. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's 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 an intense kind of concept of thinking that because people will say, oh, men, you know, people wrote the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, but the Bible is, you know, God through the Holy Spirit um, moving men 
to write the Bible. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, is is that what we're looking at here? Exactly. Yeah. And what a gift, you know, there, there, there is uh, the teaching of the Holy Spirit in written form that any person can access, at least if it's been translated, the Bible's been translated into their, into, you know, into their language. Right. So, yes, that's why the scripture is so valuable. And that's really why the scripture is the ultimate authority as to who the Holy Spirit is. You know, when Jesus sent his disciples out after his resurrection, uh, he sent them first to Jerusalem and he said, go there and wait on the Holy Spirit. Wait. Now they've been with the whole, they've been with Jesus for three years. They've seen him in his resurrected form. They spent 40 days with him uh, in his resurrected form. You'd think they'd be ready, but they weren't. Because mm-hmm. Jesus did not want them to go out apart from the power and the presence of the heavenly friend, the Holy Spirit. And I think that's true for us today. Uh, we, these are very tough times in which we live. Uh, you know, division on every corner, yeah. anger. There's so much going on that seems beyond our ability to, to cope. So I, I think what we can do is invite the Holy Spirit into these conversations. I, I know it's it's hard for us to imagine it, but sometimes when I see these squabbles going on in D.C., I think, wouldn't it be great if one of our leaders said, now, let's just all invite the Holy Spirit into the <laughs> Senate chamber today. <laughs> you know, let's all receive the Spirit. And then as he leads us, Uh, Let's speak. But until he leads us, let's remain silent. Wow. Wouldn't that change things? (laughs) You know, I can see those headlines now. (laughs) I know. Sadly, we don't sometimes we don't even see that in churches, much less in Congress. Yeah, but, you're, you're, but maybe maybe we will. Maybe we will. Well, I think if the more people understand the Holy Spirit, the more people kind of can can actually speak of its of his existence. Because right now, yeah. I think people, even Christians, I think, are not really quite sure who the Holy Spirit is. I mean, I've had yes. different explanations. You know, one I think I forgot the um, theologian's name, um, but he. Talk, he's written several books, but he talked about the Holy Spirit, talking about the Trinity, saying, you know, think about this, God is the speaker, Jesus is the speech, and the Holy Spirit is the breath that brings um, oh, brings it to us. I mean, and, That's and good. That's, yeah. It's a good description. It's not, you know, it's, it doesn't do it justice, and, he, and, and the author, the theologian actually just said it, but here's a visual that can kind of give yeah. you an idea. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. One, and one of the things that, you know, um, I think people wrestle with, we can understand the idea that the Holy Spirit defends us against the evil that is in the world. But how does the, the Holy Spirit defend us against the evil that's within our own hearts? Um, yeah, because that's yeah. the kind of evil that's really controlling us. Yeah. Isn't it, though? <laughs> man, man. Yeah, that question gets close to home. You know, I'm mm-hmm. 67 years old, and uh, I... I just this morning, Lauren, just this morning, I said, Lord, sometimes I struggle with the same temptations I struggled with when I was, you know, 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm so sorry, Father, uh, 
that I have to always be asking for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just feel like I'm it's always like, asking. It's like you're a pastor now, Max. You should be beyond this, yeah, right? <laughs> I know, I know. What am I going to, you know? But, the, you know, the truth is we're all, um, his mercy is so great. And I think that's why the the role of the Holy Spirit is so essential because one of the other metaphors or one of the other word pictures of the Holy Spirit is the one who seals us, S-E-A-L-S, seal. Mm. Uh, he, he comes around us like bubble wrap. <laughs> I don't know if that's, a, uh, you know, when, when Jesus uh, was crucified and placed in the tomb, the scripture says the soldiers sealed the tomb. Uh, they had a, a, a way of kind of a plastic ribbon uh, plastic, that's not a good word, a rubberized <laughs> uh, stamp, a ribbon that would say y- 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 that, that if that seal was broken, they knew that somebody had attempted to steal the body. Well, that very oh. same word is used to describe the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I believe, Lauren, I believe that you are sealed. Now, that doesn't mean you won't sin or struggle or even be disappointed. But you are sealed. You have been bought by God, and and you are safe. You are safe uh, in in His hands, and you will be delivered into the presence of God for eternity when your time on earth is up, because you have been sealed. In the book, I tell a little story. I'll, I'll do it real quickly. But I was ten years old. My parents put me on a Greyhound bus. Uh, by myself to travel for about two and a half hours to my grandmother's house. And when I got in the bus, I I realized my dad had stuck a note in my shirt pocket. Mm -hmm. And the note said, uh, this boy belongs to Jack Locato. (laughs) (laughs) And, And if he is lost, here is my phone number. And so my, my father had, you know, in a sense, he was trying to keep me safe and, I believe when we say yes to Christ, our father, God kind of places a note on us. He says, Satan, you cannot have this one. He belongs to me. He belongs to me. We've been sealed. And so I take great comfort in that when Mm -hmm. I pray like I did this morning and I say, Lord, I, I, I still need your grace and forgiveness. And the answer is, well, you've been sealed. You, you belong to me. There is this treasure we are this treasure in jars of clay, as the Bible talks about. But how do you live believing it? Because one of the things, um, you know, someone has said, you know, if you believe the Spirit or God is a kind of an impersonal force in the world, you approach that force differently than if you yeah. believe that it's a person, a personal, mm-hmm. a person that is within you and 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 in the world. Yeah. So how do you live? Um, believing it, you know, that the Holy Spirit is with you. Yeah. Um, and you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I quoted a statistic in the book that three out of five people describe the Holy Spirit as a force and not a person. Yeah. And, uh, that that's a bit unfortunate because it's, it's a star to, Wars. It's really a star yeah, Wars phenomenon. It. That's it. That's it. And how do you have a relationship with a force yeah. or with a, with a power surge, you know, <laughs> you don't really. Uh, and, and, and uh, when Jesus uh, 
res was resurrected from the dead and he appeared to the followers in the upper room. Uh, the, the word that he gave to his followers was receive the Holy Spirit. That was his command, mm. receive the Holy Spirit. And then the scripture says he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. The image there to me, I may be oversimplifying it, but the image there to me is Jesus breathes and we inhale. He exhales and we inhale. Mm. And so to the person who's saying, uh, I don't know if I can believe in the Holy Spirit, my, my invitation, my suggestion would be, well, just inhale him by faith. Just, just, just breathe him in, breathe him in. And see what happens and do it not just once, but do it throughout the day <clears throat> when you're facing a challenge or a struggle. Just pause and say, Lord, I receive you. Would you help me? I don't understand who you are, but would you help me? This is important because mm -hmm. faith never means we understand every detail. Right. In fact, faith is called faith because we don't quite understand but we're going to believe anyway. And, and I think that's what we do with the Holy Spirit. You, you know, I have, to, I have to quote Hebrews, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Yeah, you know, it's faith. Yeah. It's it's, and I think that's kind of the the Holy Spirit. You know, the the mm -hmm. evidence. Um, and I think you know one last thing about the evidence of the Holy Spirit. Is there evidence of the Holy Spirit? Um, and what is that evidence? I, not you know, scientific empirical evidence. I'm just saying <laughs> spiritual, doctrinal, theological evidence. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the one of the metaphors of the Holy Spirit is he is the giver of gifts. And in especially in the writings of Paul, mm -hmm. uh, he describes the spiritual gifts that people have. Oftentimes these spiritual gifts are our talents that have been requisitioned by the Holy Spirit for uh, kingdom purposes. For example, the gift of hospitality or the gift of leadership or the gift of administration or the gift of teaching. It's quite common for somebody to have some form of these gifts before they become Christians, but then those gifts are, are developed and expanded in a way that they never imagined. Uh, other, but but also it's equally common for a person after they become a Christian to find themselves suddenly able to do things that they, uh, that they never could do. Uh, there is a gift of prophecy, which is really not the gift of foretelling, but it's a gift of forthtelling, mm. of speaking something in a way that, that people understand it clearly. Uh, there is a gift of wisdom. Uh, that 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 discerns uh, uh, how the, the best way to solve a problem. This is that person in a in a I don't know in a meeting that says, "Oh, here's what we need to do here." Mm -hmm. uh, there's a gift of discerning spirits. There is a devil, and 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 I know many people. And I think my wife is one of them who just has an antenna that this is not from God. This is this is from the devil. Mm -hmm. And there's even other gifts that that are a bit more, I don't know, controversial as a word or, or uh, uh, supernatural, mm -hmm. uh, like speaking in heavenly tongues, uh, heavenly language mm -hmm. or healing. Uh, so uh, 
all of these are answers to your question. How do we know the Holy Spirit is here? He begins to distribute gifts in his church. And the purpose of these gifts is never to promote the person. The purpose of the gift is to promote Christ. Remember, the Holy Spirit is bullish on Jesus. And so he wants to uh, present gifts to the church that help the story of Jesus uh, to be advanced. And, and, and I believe that, the, that their church is blessed with ample gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Pastor Max Lucado, thank you so much. The book is called Help is Here, Finding Fresh Strength and Purpose in the Power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you so much for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. And like I, I, I've gotten to ask you every time, but now I really just feel like it's part of our ending to our talk. If you could just say a brief prayer for everyone oh, listening. Oh, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. Lord, I, I know you love Lauren. I know you do. I know how much you care for her. And um, just like any person, she has her share of challenges and struggles. Would you please comfort her? Be that, whole, be that blessed Holy Spirit. And Lord, together, all of us listening today, we pray for, for, we pray for our country, the United States or Canada or Mexico, wherever a person is, we pray for our world. We feel so weary and worn out. We, we, our leaders seem to argue and fight over so many things. And we pray, Father, that you would be a pastoral presence. We pray for a renewal. Every time I read statistics, they, they, they're so concerning. Suicide is, is increasing. Depression, anxiety, even addiction to pornography and drugs. It's just such a hard day, Lord, in which we live. But we believe that your spirit can bring about renewal at any moment. And we ask you to do just that. We do pray for our president, our vice president, and our, our leaders in authority. We pray blessings on them. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And Pastor Max Lucado, thank you so much for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. Always oh, a blessing. Thank you. It's my privilege. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. I'm Lauren Green. Have a very blessed day. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity Podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.